0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Work Podcast. The Work Podcast is co-hosted by myself, Gina Killey, and my longtime colleague, John Sumser. Today, we are absolutely delighted to have Marianne Hagley, Director of Learning and Leadership, at Insight as our guest. Marianne, welcome to our podcast, and please introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Good morning, and thank you so much for having me. So as you mentioned, my name is Marianne Hagley. I'm the Director for Learning and Leadership at Insight. And I have, I hate to admit it, more than 30 years experience in the field of learning and development. That includes work for government consultants, the government agencies themselves, nonprofits, and for-profits. And that actually prepared me extremely well for my work at Insight. Its Insight is a startup, so it's crazy days, and we're trying to grow fast and provide the services primarily to the blind and visually impaired community to get them not only trained and prepared for employment, but also then help them find the jobs. Well, let me first say that your 30 years, you're in good company
0: because John and I, I'm sure... Between the three of us, we're we're holding up more than 100 years of experience on today's podcast. Uh, I think the area of disability employment is so overlooked. And, you know, as as John frequently reminds us, we have serious labor shortages in the U.S. uh, vis-a-vis our birth demographics. Uh, Here is this talent pool that is under your auspices. Tell us how you work with your talent pool and how are jobs found for them?
1: Yeah, this is a huge problem, I think. And and at the same time, an opportunity for uh, um, the the blind communities, but also any disabled communities to now take advantage of some of these open positions. I need to maybe talk a little bit about the history of Insight. We were originally formed as an enterprise of the National Industries for the Blind. And you may or may not know that NIB is one of the two main administrating agencies for Ability One contracts. Uh, Ability One contracts are designated to be um, uh, filled uh, and and services provided by. uh, Folks who are blind, visually impaired, or have severe disabilities, and so uh, Source America is one of the main administrators. The National Industries for the Blind of the second one, and NIB has uh, ha- had recognized that there's a lot more they can do beyond Ability One to help blind and visually impaired folks find jobs. And so they created NSITE originally as an as an NIB enterprise, but now we're our own 501c3. And so, our main objective is literally to find employment opportunities for the blind and low vision community. And that means now not only working within the Ability One context, but far beyond that. We now are partnering with um, state vocational rehabilitation agencies nationwide to help them identify professional development opportunities for their clients and then help them. Find employment with nonprofits or for profits or government agencies. So, as you can see, we really have two main client groups. One is, of course, the blind and visually impaired job seeker. And the other is that corporate America or nonprofit organizations who are looking for talent and have overlooked that talent pool that you just alluded to folks who have disabilities or are blind. And these are experienced professionals who can do, you know, any job that almost any job that's out there. And so we have to educate the employers that it's neither uh, a cost prohibitive nor uh, uh, any kind of imposition on them to hire talent from these talent pools. So the first thing
0: that comes to mind is what types of jobs are we talking about? That you are matching your talent with, are there certain types of uh, certain job types that corporate America is coming to you, uh, and and that you're finding your best matches?
1: Yeah, so clearly that is something we give a lot of thought to and figure out what are the best fits for our communities. Obviously, Uber driving is not a good fit for anybody who's visually impaired, <laughs> right? But so we we are building up career track training now in areas where we know. There are opportunities. Um, And uh, if I I can say this, um, that's maybe one of the upsides of the pandemic, is that there's now a a lot more acceptance of remote work. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, helps anybody with a disability to get gainfully employed. And so the areas we're primarily looking at are customer service and sales, Um, Talent acquisition, we have a really powerful sourcing program for candidate sourcers that I'll talk in a little bit more detail in a while, I think. Um, We have a full career track program that prepares people for careers in IT. That takes them all the way to industry certifications. Uh, And there are others, but these are the kinds of programs we're looking at, primarily where remote work is an option but also keep in mind that many folks lose their vision later in life. And that doesn't mean that their entire work experience, education and training is now also gone, right? So Mm -hmm. we need to retrain these folks in some ways or help them with their assistive technologies, but then they can continue with their professional track. Uh, We're looking at some legal training that we wanna offer in the future. You know, any and we talk to the field as well and say, you know, what is out there that you need that we could specifically gear training uh, towards that would help our constituencies to find those jobs? What is an assistive technology? Yeah. So for the blind and low vision community, an assistive technology is, is, for example, anything printed in Braille, right? That helps Mm -hmm. them read because a book is not going to get them anywhere. But nowadays, there are really amazing technologies out there. There are, for those who are completely blind, there are screen readers that will read to the computer user what's happening on the on the screen, and they can navigate any document or deb- or, or work in Excel or build PowerPoint presentations with the help of that screen reader that reads out what's happening. And there, and, and once they become pretty proficient at the use of assistive technology with their computer programs. There's no difference. Um, you cannot tell, you know, whether a document was generated by somebody who has no vision or low vision or is sighted like me. Uh, low vision programs include uh, something like zoom text that helps you magnify what's on the screen. So you can still see what's going on and work with your computers. And, and again, with the pandemic, there have been such um, strides made. To help with the whole technological uh, platforms, that's actually benefited the blind community.
2: So, so when you work with employers, it seems to me that that you have a hurdle, right? And the hurdle yes. is, I hear you talking about how there's no difference, but really, all right, <laughs> right? And, and so that's yes. that's that's what you're going to get, right? And and when somebody has a question like that. You can talk till you're blue in the face, right? That and and you, you you never persuade somebody who starts with that's impossible. Um and so you have to show them somehow that 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 what you claim to be true about performance is in fact true. How do you do that?
1: Yeah, so we actually have a whole consultancy piece within Insight that helps employers understand, number one, what's a reasonable accommodation and what's the impact on you both financially and organizationally. And they all are astounded how easy this is and how low cost, right? So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is we have a program that we call BEI, Blind Equity and Inclusion. And we walk them specifically through the, 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 situation of a a blind or visually impaired coworker and what is easy for them to navigate and what is hard and what is required on the side of the colleagues and the employers to make, for example, their employee handbook accessible. This is a really easy thing to do, but we don't think accessibility first. So we help them look at accessibility first. So I'll tell you, I am sighted and I've been in learning and development forever and a day. And I've created untold numbers of training programs. And I will never develop training the same way again. I have two colleagues. We're we're a team of eight at Insight. That's our whole organization, right? It's high energy. Two of us are completely blind. One is low vision. And I'm so grateful for their patience. This is the best apprenticeship I've ever had in my entire life. For the last year and eight months, I have learned how to approach everything from accessibility first. I send everything to my colleagues for review. Does the screen reader pick up what I wanted to pick up? Can you actually work with this document? What do I need to change? And so we're, we're trying to show that to other employers and say, this is not hard, right? And an important point that we make is, you know, there are invisible disabilities. And anything that's accessible to a blind or low vision individual is vastly more accessible to neurodiverse learners, for example, right? So why wouldn't you make sure your documents are accessible? Because you'll probably benefit a large percentage of your current employees just by taking these minor steps.
2: So, so, give me a little bit more about that how is how is um visual accessibility useful to neurodiverse people? that's a, that's that's such an interesting notion
1: yeah i, I that was actually uh, you know I started doing a lot of research when i when i um was hired into this position, and I've learned a lot about um, I mean, I've always worried about different learning styles, obviously as part of my job. but for example, if you're, you have dyslexia, right? Your brain is not processing necessarily um, the the written word the way um, a neurotypical learner would process it. So there's actually folks, neurodiverse learners, like folks with dyslexia, for example, uh, who will use screen readers because it's easier for them to absorb the the content if it's told to them rather than having to read it, right? So anything that's accessible for the blind community can be read with a screen reader for anybody else as well. And so if they have that option to do that, that may actually help them be much more productive in the workplace.
2: That's awesome. So you talked a little bit about people who lose their vision later in life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And the the transition there, um, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about people in transition. and. Transitions are hard, and a transition like, I can't see anymore, or I have to admit that I can't see well enough to do a range of things, these are certainly vocational transitions, but they're also huge emotional hurdles, um, and involve learning how to ask for help in ways that you haven't had to ask for help before, and... Emphasizing different strengths that you had to emphasize before, how do you help people with that?
1: Yeah, so that's such a a tough issue, right? And uh, as one of our blind colleagues will tell you, you have to be ready to accept what's going on, and very often that is quite a, a timeline. And we typically at inside don't don't take care of the that that consulting piece as much. But when folks come to us and say, I've lost my eyesight, I'm working through the medical situation, I'm working through uh, vocational rehabilitation to make sure I get the support I need, and now I'm panicking because I can't do my job anymore. Can you help? What we do is point them in the right direction for training in whatever assistive technology makes most sense for them. So if they still have partial vision, we'll have – uh, partners we can send them to for assistive technology training for magnifiers or for uh, screen readers as well. And then we can also help them once they're pretty proficient in the use of those technologies, we can help send them to training on how now to apply that new knowledge to their computer use, for example. Right. So we have a, a whole um, line of employment readiness training for them so that We help them with all that. And we are aware for the career track training as well that that's still a huge challenge for people. So we integrate in any of our training uh, the basics of how to join a Zoom call, how to accept a Zoom call. And we send out instructions. So if you're a screen reader user, here's what you need to know. Here are the shortcut keys you need to use to mute or unmute, for example, right? So all that is part of our training, just baked in whatever else we do, right? And um, we also include for some of our longer training programs uh, um, uh, information on how to engage in your own personal branding, take control of your own personal brand, right? So, for example, we tell them you have to have a LinkedIn account. And if you don't, we, we pair you up with an organization that does nothing but resume writing and LinkedIn account, um, you know, work so that everybody who graduates from those specific courses that contain that component, they can all graduate with a resume that's powerful and a LinkedIn account that people actually wanna see and makes them visible to recruiters. And um, for those who are not in one of those programs, we partnered with the American Printing House that by the way, does amazing work for the blind and visually impaired community. Primarily, their clients are a little younger. They're usually either high school graduates or college students and graduates. And we're working more with adults. But we partnered with them and used their Job Seekers Toolkit to build five online courses that are absolutely free. And you can just go in there, take each course one after the other, and it starts with self-awareness, you know. What are your new um, ideas for a career now that you're in these new circumstances and I've got to figure out how to pivot somehow? Uh, How do you write a resume? How do you network? How do you prepare for an interview? And then how do you succeed once you get the job? And a big piece of that is also another tough question, which which is how and when to disclose your disability. So that's a powerful partnership and a completely free resource that we refer anybody and everybody to because you just can't lose by getting all that that good information.
0: That, that's amazing. The, uh, you know, I don't know about you, John. I'm sitting here thinking, I have not considered probably 90% of what you are talking about, Marianne. This is incredibly powerful uh, for both the employer and the employee. I have a question though about other team members who are cited. I mean, you're working in an exceptional team. What if I'm working at XYZ company and one of a member of your community comes in as an employee? What is that experience like for them?
1: Yeah, that's actually part of our BEI training, right? So we do consulting work with and for organizations who are interested in finding out more on how to make their workspace and their documentation and everything around them more accessible and what do you do when you have a blind or low vision employee and how do you deal with that and there's some really interesting misconceptions and some nightmare stories and um i think the most important takeaway for me or a couple of most important takeaways for me from talking to my colleagues was don't be afraid to address the issue right the, uh typically, uh, um, uh, blind folks don't want to not talk about the fact that they're blind. It's okay to ask questions. Actually, they're usually grateful when you ask questions because that helps them help their environment understand what they need, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, ask if you can help. Don't just grab their arm and lead them away, right? If they have a, um, a guide dog, don't engage with that guide dog. That dog is working. Don't pat him on the head and start talking to him and pet him. That's going to throw everything off, right? But these are things all I had to learn, right? And yeah. There, yeah. Are, there are a few things that are just good practices. One of them is, yeah, is there, can I help you in any way, you know, if they're, if they're looking for the right path to the elevator? But ask first and then, you know, offer help.
0: Is part of your BEI training
1: to train their manager as well? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, and and this is the other thing, you know, we are, yes, we're very young. We're very passionate about what we do and we're just here. Right. But the whole idea behind our professional development pieces and career skills training for this community is that um, we're not interested in giving you a one-off self-paced online course in anything and then walk away. That is not how this is supposed to work. And The same goes with employers. We're not here to sell you on a workshop or a webinar and then we're gone. We're here for you. We want that continuous engagement. We want to build training for our community that's career accompanying because I'm not interested in getting you a call center job when you used to be a lawyer and then you're stuck in that position for the rest Mm -hmm. of your career. Mm -hmm. We want you to come back to us and see, oh, now we have up training for supervisory positions. Now you might want to make a career switch back to a legal um, environment because we're now building that program for, for those careers, right? Uh, so we want to build progressive and stackable training that's career accompanying. And even if it's not a career question, call us. You want to talk about anything, we're here, right? And hopefully we can direct you in the resource in, in, uh, to the resources that you need to help you succeed right now. But chances are we may already be able to help you just within our small team.
2: So so it seems like you're in the middle of a long-range plan to get somewhere. Where are you going to be in five years?
1: So my hope is that in five years we will serve both nonprofit agencies that work not just with the National Industries for the Blind, but also with Source America, because even though or our, our Training is developed and designed specifically for the learning needs of blind and low vision individuals. Anybody can join our programs, and our goal is to get anybody with a disability gainfully employed. And Source America takes care of that for anybody who has a severe disability is not blind. Um, But beyond that, I really hope that we will be a very well-known entity amongst all vocational rehabilitation um, agencies nationwide they're already beginning to come to us now. We're two years in and we've been reaching out to them and and giving them presentations on what we have to offer, getting their feedback of what they think we should build in terms of training. And now already we're getting calls from VR counselors who say, I have a couple of clients who are interested in IT, can we talk? So my hope is in five years, there's going to be less of a need for us to do direct outreach and there's more of organic growth People just knowing we exist and come to us. So that's on the the learning client side. On the corporate side, I really hope that in partnership with other organizations who try to bring awareness to this untapped talent pool, we can actually convince um, more for-profit and non-profit employers that this is an amazing asset to their workforce if they find somebody with those specific talents from the communities they haven't even considered in the past. So, you know, uh, depending on what what numbers you look at, there's like a, the, the, the number of unemployment amongst the blind and visually impaired community hovers around 70%. And it's been stuck there forever and a day. Oh, that's painful. That's a it painful is, number to hear. Absolutely. So So, John, my hope in five years is that we can bring that down to half of that. It's extremely ambitious, and, and I don't know if it's going to work, but if I don't set that goal, we're going to be at 65 in five years, and that's not good enough.
2: You're a nonprofit. Where does the money come from?
1: Yeah, we're a non uh, We have right now our, our um, parent company, NIB, is helping us during the startup phase. Um, we are applying for grants very strategically, and that's been extremely helpful. And yes, we charge for our training, right? So the nonprofit agencies uh, pay tuition for for their employees participating. And both Source America and NIB offer them training grants for uh, blind or visually impaired or disabled employees of those agencies. So that kind of helps offset their costs. And we work with uh, vocational rehab. And so those state agencies have funds available, both for professional development and and other training for their blind clients. And of course, then also uh, for job services. So one of the programs that that I think will become the model that we want to use going forward almost everywhere is the the talent acquisition program I alluded to in the beginning. Uh, It's a sourcing program for folks who want to get a career in candidate sourcing or recruiting, which is also a hot area right now, obviously, with a lot of need for for talent we do 12 weeks in the classroom blended learning all of it is virtual by the way so it's self-paced learning where they where they also have to function within a learning platform which is also good training for the future and then weekly meetings with a blind recruiter who helps them work through what they've learned to make sure knowledge transfer is taking place they get to do activities they get to practice sourcing uh, candidates for certain positions And after 12 weeks of that, we have a partnership with Bristol Myers Squibb that is just absolutely amazing. They get a work experience for eight weeks with Bristol Myers on their talent acquisitions team. And State VR uh, has funding available to fund the work experience because it's almost like an internship, right? So uh, they will actually pay um, a stipend To the participants some of them will for that work experience piece but vr will also pay for the tuition of the whole program for them and then we graduate these folks we started about a little over a year ago we started issuing digital badges which has been a game changer i don't know if you're familiar with digital badging but it's it's a digital certificate that that provides verifiable verification of your accomplishment. And it lists in great detail what you had to do. So for the sourcing program, it'll mention the classroom, it'll mention the work experience, and it mention the exams you had to pass to successfully complete the program. And we embed skills tags in there. So not only can you now share this badge on your LinkedIn um, profile and make you more visible to recruiters who are looking for folks with these key skills, but as an earner, you can click on those skills yourself, and the platform will pick up open positions that require these skills right now. And you can go find information about the company already through the platform and apply for positions. So that's been a game changer. And our our uh, partner with the digital badging is Credly, and has been amazing ah, in helping excellent. us. You know, uh, by the way, their accessibility is awesome. <laughs> so you know, and we always appreciate that. So through our corporate partners, through our partnerships with VR, through our partnerships with nonprofits, it has just been an amazingly quick ramp up over the last two years.
2: Well, I'm not sure you'll know the answer to this, but but you caught my attention there. A badge, a badge, or a certificate that says I am a certified sorcerer in this. Um, subset of DEI. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know of any other certification that says I'm qualified to do work as a sourcer in DEI. Do you?
1: So uh, first and foremost, I, I need to clarify something. This is not a certification, right? This is a certificate. There's a difference. So for certification, you need an outside independent agency like uh, 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 PMP, a project management certification, requires an outside uh, authority to grant you um, uh, the the privilege to issue a certification and pass their exam. So a Cisco certification is an industry certification. This is not that. This is a certificate that is verifiable, though, because I have to link to everything they do, the partners we're working with, so that anybody who wants to double check to make sure they actually did the work can do that right? And and it really has nothing to do with DEI either. This is just a certificate you earned. Nobody cares that you're blind or visually impaired. You completed the certificate program that, that includes training from a world-class provider of recruiting programming. Social Talent is our partner. sits in Ireland. Fantastic sourcing program and, and, and recruiting programs. And a work experience with Bristol Myers squid. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's 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 more in that direction. But I I I uh, it's a darn good question John and you're right, I don't know the answer. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know should. what DEI certificates that are out there uh, of that nature, but it would be interesting to look into it.
2: I don't I don't think there are any and it's fascinating. I don't you're working with Johnny. You're working with Johnny Campbell. That's, Johnny that's, Campbell uh, when,
0: you, started, started, when yeah. you said social talent, John and I both perked up and we're like, wait a minute. We know that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. yeah, he's amazing. And, and that's again, you know, we worked with him uh, for a year to make sure everything's accessible and the work continues. So we're in his platform and we say, you know what? The problem is in these videos, you have all this interesting information behind the presenter that the screen reader will not pick up. So in real time, his team worked to get those trans, th- th- that information embedded into the transcripts that then our participants can download and not miss a single item that uh. they need. So it's that kind of collaboration. So we work with Social Talent, we work with Baker Communications. That that is one of the most recognized sales and communications training provider, also world-renowned, right? We work with them on our communications and sales training pieces. So we we feel, and then we have the Bristol Myers, uh, you know, of this world. We have an amazing partnership with Cisco. We do IT training that takes our our blind participants all the way to the CCNA certification. That's a 40-week program with six hours of instruction every week and a ton of homework and labs, right? This is not easy, but but thanks to our our close partnership with Cisco, not only do they make sure what they offer us on their platform is accessible, but they also then allow our graduates to take advantage of their job placement and internship uh, and apprenticeship opportunities. So it's just been, I'm telling you, it's been two years. (laughs) <laughs> amazing progress. Amazing
2: what an adventure. What an adventure.
1: Yeah. And it's, it, this is it really. Uh, uh, that's the, the word we use all the time in the office. It's a crazy adventure. We are so grateful for that new awareness that remote work doesn't mean people are taking the day off. Right. Absolutely. A game changer for the entire community. And, and, if we can do whatever we can to prepare them for this environment um, and help them find that that dream job, that dream career, then we're, we're doing what we're what we set out to do. I, I have one
0: more question. I know we're almost at time, so thank you for indulging me on this. What can cities, states, the federal government, what can they be doing? To support your efforts,
1: yeah, I think they do a lot already, but especially the federal government, there are still employment resources are absolutely not accessible, and USA Jobs that platform is one of them, right? Really? Yeah. yeah. So this is these these are things. Just start, you know, designing from an accessibility point of view. It is not hard. I could I I learned so much in a month. It's it's easy to do. Um, Instructional design needs to be, you know, we used to say you need to develop stuff mobile first. All right. We've done that. Can we do accessibility first now? (laughs) Good point. Good point. That would be awesome. (laughs) And then the other big thing is do keep an open mind, you know, uh, stay curious, figure out where those untapped resources and talents lie. And give us a call. We'll help you point in the right direction. But you are missing out. There's amazing talent out there that you're not even aware of. And we have our own curated job board called Inside Connect that has uh, jo- job seekers listed with resumes and everything. Feel free to check it out and see how we can help you fill those positions
0: we're We're just delighted. i'm I'm delighted to learn all of this, but I'm also delighted that you just shared that information. <laughs> I hope that our listeners take advantage of that. John, did you have any closing comments?
2: Uh, no, I think i I think this is interesting and and I am particularly going to pay attention to whether or not there are similar programs in the rest of the world of inclusion. um. um but I think I think you're you're a pioneer in a way that I would not have expected when we started the call. So thanks for this.
1: Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. It is so much fun. It's a lot of hard work. It's an amazing mission and we really appreciate you giving us this platform to let people know that we exist and why it's important to broaden the sense of inclusion, you know, to include folks with disabilities.
0: Marianne, I'd like to ask you to please tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you, your website, all of that good information so that you are firmly on their radar screen. Absolutely.
1: So the easiest way to get a hold of us is uh, through our website, and that's uh, nsite.org, N-S-I-T-E.org. You can find us there. You can find all the information you need, including my contact information under, um, our team. Uh, check out our training programs and by all means, check out NSITE connect. So that website is nsite.org slash job dashboard. But you'll find it, you'll find it f- featured prominently on our website. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, Marianne. You've been listening to the work podcast. And I'm delighted that we've had this opportunity to learn so much. And uh, John and I will be back with another episode, episode soon. So be sure to listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.